Welcome to the Quantum Growth Podcast, empowering financial advisors to build practices for the 21st century by providing insights and interviews on leadership, strategy, and practice management. Now here is your host, Barron's Hall of Fame advisor, Jonathan Cutton. Welcome to another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. It's your host, John Cutton. Hope everybody's doing well today and is having uh, a good week so far. Today, we've got uh, a repeat guest who I'm going to kind of, uh, you know, switch places with. So uh, Joe Greco, my sidekick and right-hand man and Cutting Consulting Group, uh, who interviewed me a couple of episodes ago. Uh, has agreed to be on the podcast. I think I've got Joe, not saying you were stage fright, Joe, uh, but I think we've got Joe in a spot where he's excited uh, to talk to the audience, but to be the interviewee. So Joe, why don't you say a quick hello to everybody? Yeah. So thank you, John. It's great to be here to talk a little bit about our consulting firm and kind of what we do, you know, within the advisor industry here. And uh, as you say, uh, no growth without discomfort. So I'm totally open to being uncomfortable because I know that's how you grow and get to the next level. So Ooh, love it. Love it. Well, <laughs> I, I hope I can make you comfortable today, Joe. How's that? So, you know, a little, uh, you know, kind of FYI or update on on Joe. So Joe's been with uh, with me for over a decade um, has had multiple roles in the organization and has pretty much, um, you know, played played uh, you know a lot of different roles as sort of a utility player and understands the role of being a financial advisor, how to go out and be a business development person and and build and lead CPAs. He's run my consulting company. He's uh, runs this podcast. He's run our marketing. So. Uh, and all around, you know, jack of all trades and somebody who, uh, you know, has been a, 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 and my, you know, my right hand guy uh, for a while. So uh, the nice part is, is he's gotten to see all of the different facets of the business uh, and has been a huge asset to, you know, to the firm. So uh, one of Joe's primary roles in the organization today uh, is he coaches advisors. He helps us to provide the coaching uh, specifically as it relates to building partnerships with CPA firms, uh, which is a hot topic. And although we're in the midst here of, uh, I guess, uh, tax season, uh, before you know it, these CPAs are gonna be out of tax season uh, and ready to hopefully meet with you as an advisor uh, and think about how, how you all can partner together. So, you know, with that being said, Joe, you know, maybe you can talk a little bit as it relates to partnering with CPAs um, you know, advisors sometimes don't know where to start. Like, where you know, where does an advisor start uh, from a prospecting perspective to meet the right type of CPA? What is the right type of CPA, and how do they go out and meet them from a kind of getting? Uh, you know, I like to call it as you know, belly to belly, or these days it might be screen to screen with them. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a bit big misconception about actually how easy it is to meet CPAs. So. You know, I know in the past, you know, cold calling right back years ago was a big thing and uh, prospecting, right? That word was very heavy, but I'll tell you, uh, most of the advisors I coach today, especially in the bigger organizations or bigger teams, guess what? You know, if you have two, three, 400 clients, they all have a tax preparer, right? Or a CPA that they work with. And it really is as just simple as putting a script together or kind of a game plan of action, what you're going to say to them. But I'll tell you, John, um, as you know, right? If, you know, you have a client and you're prospecting or reaching out to their CPA to ask them about how you can do better, right? On behalf of that client's end situation, 
they're most likely going to want to meet you. Um, and, you know, if they don't want to meet you, that actually may be a kind of a cue for you to go back to the client and say, hey, you know, I wanted to reach out to your CPA about a few things. Unfortunately, him or her did not get back to us. And uh, would you may want to refer to another CPA, right, that I work a little bit closer with. So I think that's a huge misconception, especially if you have a few hundred clients. Um, you may have, you know, 100, 200 of those CPAs that you could actually meet with. It's going to take a while, right, to actually get through all those uh, through all those CPAs. But um, you could really start right in your backyard with the clients that are already working with you. Yeah, no, super well said. And um, you're right. Most advisors listening in probably have two or 300 clients, just about everybody pay someone, right, to get their taxes done. Um, and they're, uh, they're, if, if you approach them the right way, um, the CPA almost has to meet with, you know, the advisor, at least take the call because you've got this mutual client. So, you know, Joe, maybe give a little of the secret sauce. Like, what does that call sound like? Or is it a, you know, is it an email to the CPA? How do you advise some of the folks that we coach on, on kind of specifically how to wordsmith that? Sure. So it could be a phone call. It could be an email, right? If we think that's appropriate, or it could actually be leveraging the client's goodwill with you um, to have them ask permission to the CPA if their financial advisor could actually reach out to them and set up a meeting, which I've actually found uh, you have the most success with. But even if you just reach out with some simple scripting just to say, hi, you know, I'm Jim Smith advisor. I work over with, you know, X firm. I'm not sure if you know, but I work very closely with Sally Smith. Um, you know, she's been my client for 10 years. Uh, she speaks the world about you. And, you know, I'd really love to just set up a quick meeting to let you know what I'm doing on behalf of the client and make sure that what you're doing on the tax side um, is in line with what I'm doing, right? And maybe we could better get a better outcome for that client. So it really could be as simple as that. And just like you said, John, um, they pretty much have to take that meeting. You know, I think some CPAs have a really warped view of what we do right now currently in the financial industry. Um, you know, some of these CPAs have been cold called right before caller ID and all those terrible things. But the reality is most of the good advisors out there focus on planning. And I think once a CPA actually learns that and understands what a proper comprehensive financial advisor does, it's really easy to continue that conversation and keep it going with the accountant. Yeah, completely agree. And um, as you know, we've done it in our own business with a ton of success. Uh, and we've taught I mean, literally over a thousand advisors how to do it. And um, it's an interesting thing, right? Where, you know, you think about everything that a financial advisor has done their whole career. You know, most advisors are, you know, if they, if they get in front of the prospect, right? They close them. The, the prospect says yes, more often than not. The hard part is getting in front of the prospect with CPAs, again, different type of prospects here. It's not a you know a, a client that we're looking to uh, you know invest or become a financial planning client. Um, but as it relates to a CPA, man, the, the, you've got the opportunity with these couple hundred people literally sitting in your business that the CPA almost has to say the way you approached it before, Joe, that that they'll take that call. Um, so it's. Uh, kind of solves that that magic bullet issue or that phone reluctancy that a lot of us grew up with uh, in the business. So super well said. So I want to kind of logically take us through a process. Um, and, and let me just kind of finish that conversation a little outside of existing clients. You know, you mentioned uh, LinkedIn, I think, and you mentioned um, cold calling. What are you finding the advisors you coach have the most success with outside of just their own clientele? 
Yeah, so I would say cold prospecting definitely increases, right, or really enhances the experience, especially if you're looking for growth, whether it be AUM, insurance business, or what have you there, adding any sort of cold prospecting to the mix is definitely going to enhance your efforts. Um, you know, I think back to your son, Sean, right, who interned with us over a summer, um, you know, he set the most meetings right out of anybody. So it doesn't really take that much of a skill set. You know, going back to our EOS conversation, it's really just discipline, right? What are the leading indicators? How can you focus on them? And at the end of the day, what is the goal of the expectation here that we're trying to do every day, every week, every month? So I would say with cold prospecting, it really doesn't need to be done. But if you can, right, have someone that's maybe sending 10 or 15 LinkedIn connections or messages a day um, to local CPAs in your area, that's a huge plus. If, even if you can go on Google Maps, right, and just find your office and hit the nearby button, right, and have all the businesses come up that are accounting firms within five miles or so, just giving a call over and saying, hey, you know, my name's Joe. I work over at X firm. Um, I notice you're local in the area. One of the things that we're looking to do is actually form um, some so somewhat of a direct or, you know, intimate relationship with an accounting firm local to us. Would you be open to a, you know, 15 minute conversation or, or a virtual meeting? Um, honestly, you'd be surprised about how many advisors don't do that, right? Don't think that um, if they reach out or spend time doing that, they'll actually get results. Um, and you and I know, John, with how the accounting industry has changed over the past years, I think accountants are more motivated, I would say, or open to the idea than ever before, because they're finally starting to learn how the financial industry actually works, right? And actually the value that a good comprehensive advisor um, can provide to their practice. And not only that, the amount of questions that they get nowadays, right? On IRAs, how do I retire? What do I do with this account? Um, I could tell you, the accountants usually don't want to answer that question, right? They have 500, 600 tax returns they have to get done during their tax season. So having a resource like you, you know, again, if you frame it correctly, only is a benefit to them. Yeah, um, super well said. I want to just comment on a few of the things you said, because I think they were all really good nuggets. Um, Right. So you start with your existing clients. Right. Um, you know, you brought up just interesting. You brought up my oldest son, Sean, who, you know, in his early 20s, 21, I think he was when he was doing this was just literally cold calling. My second son, Kevin, I've got four boys, but my second guy used LinkedIn. They both set a ton of appointments with CPAs and they know nothing or knew nothing. Right. And we have CPA partnerships now just at, because they they had leading indicators. A few episodes ago, we talked a little bit about kind of that EOS system and the VTO and leading versus lagging indicators. You said before, Joe, which was what made me think about it, send 10 uh, LinkedIn requests or 10 LinkedIn messages or make 10 dials a day, right, to local CPAs after doing a search. Um, if you just do those things yourself or find a who in your organization, right? Who will do those things for you, could be an intern. If you do that for a quarter, follow the EOS system, before you know it, you're gonna be meeting with CPAs and, and having a level of success. So great way to kind of move to the next subject. So you talked and I think gave some good little tidbits on how to meet CPAs. Can you talk a little bit about, so you called an existing client CPA, you used your word smithing from before. It said something along the lines of we have a mutual client, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, we've been working with them for a long time. I'd love to meet with you to make sure that my wealth management advice and your tax advice are integrated together. 
and the client's getting the best overall advice package. CPA says, wow, Joe. And by the way, audience, this is what you hear most of the time. I never get calls like this from financial advisors. It's great that you're being proactive. Yes, let's meet, right? Um, so you do that meeting, you, you know, tell me what you do. Is it virtual? Do you go to the client's, uh, the CPA's office? Is, this, is the client part of it? Should they be? Should they not be? Do they come to your office? Just where do you do it? And then what do you say? What, what, what's the you know big picture uh, purpose? Great question. So I would say, think about how you can make the CPA most comfortable. And again, you may not know that, right? Because you never really met them yet. But if you can sense that they may be digital, right? Maybe do a virtual meeting with them. If you think they're more old school, right? Maybe older, value that face-to-face -face contact a little bit more, belly to belly, as you say. Maybe you can offer to go to their office. Um, if you have an impressive office, maybe invite them to your office, right? To maybe wow them a little bit. But um, you really should be thinking about what are my best chances to not have this meeting cancel? Right. Because one of the biggest things I think I, I come across is that, you know, you don't want to set a meeting three or four weeks out. The CPA look at their calendar and say, oh, you know, I set this meeting with this financial advisor, have my assistant cancel it. Right. That happens sometimes. And I think that actually goes back to being pretty memorable um, on the phone call. But, you know, in regards to that first meeting specifically, which is the question that you asked really just make it as conversational as possible. And I think a lot of advisors really struggle with this. They think it needs to be about business or how great they are and all the benefits that they could offer them. That's a complete mistake, in my opinion. Um, just make it conversational. You know, back to our original conversation about, you know, the kind of hierarchy about business a few episodes ago, they got to like you, right? And they got to trust you and then they'll do business with you. So, you know, this is not a quick process. And I know we know we teach this. This is not, you know, a one and done meeting or even three or four meetings sometimes. You really got to get to know the CPA and they really got to get to know you. So, you know, sitting across from them, if you're in their office, asking them questions about their family or their children. If you see they have a, you know, New York Yankees hat on their desk, right? We're in New York here. Maybe start to talk to them about the Yankees and kind of what sports teams they're into. You got to be really likable in that meeting. And I would say completely stay away from business unless they're asking you proactively questions about how you run your practice um, or how you work with clients. I wouldn't even bring it up. I would just really just try to be as likable um, and as amiable as possible to them to get that second meeting. That's something we teach is the whole goal of the first meeting is to get the second meeting meeting. If you can't get the second meeting, then I think you're really doing something wrong in that first meeting. And you need to actually think about what you're saying and what you're doing in that meeting. Yeah, nope, makes a ton of sense. And I guess, Joe, depending on obviously uh, how you meet the client, if it's an existing client CPA, right, of yours and the CPA, I assume you're going in there with a couple of questions about, you know, we've got, you know, in, 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 in the last year or so, we've had plenty of tax losses as an example, coming in and going, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith have, you know, 22,000 of unrealized losses, thinking about, you know, the benefit of taking them, and I know you can carry them forward, what, what would you think, do they have any gains? Or you're talking about withholding taxes on, you know, uh, on distributions that you might be sending the client or is that is that kind of what you uh, teach the advisors is to make it about the tax planning and kind of make them feel important to get their advice a bit? Absolutely. So, yes, if you do structure the meeting around a specific client, 
100%, you want to be prepared to talk about that specific client situation if needed, right? Talk about, just like you said, gains and losses, um, if we could do anything better, right, on the wealth management side that may affect the tax side. Um, all that is completely relevant. I will say, though, it really rarely comes up. Um, you know, not that what we're doing isn't complicated, but usually the CPA is more interested in you, right, as a person. But definitely uh, be prepared to talk about that client situation, let them know how, how you help them right throughout the years. If there's any life events that you led them through, um, that just gets the CPA more comfortable working with you in the long term. Hey, Quantum Growth for Financial Advisor listeners. One ask of all of you, as you know, we do these simply to help all of you grow your businesses and grow your practices, become better leaders, better advisors, more valuable to your community. Share this with a friend, give us five stars, make a comment. Uh, we'd love to, to get more and more listeners. The world of abundance is out there, so don't be shy to share it with other financial advisors in the industry. Thank you, as always. Yeah, makes it makes a ton of sense. And I know in our business, one of our meetings, our wealth management business every year, and we teach our advisors that we coach to do this as well, um, is actually a tax planning meeting. Um, so, you know, CPAs seem to love to hear, right, that we have this proactive, it's usually in the fourth quarter, it's always in the fourth quarter, actually, but, uh, you know, this proactive tax planning meeting to talk about being not reactive, but to be proactive as it relates to the client's tax situation. Because let's face it, guys, most financial advisors never check with the CPA unless the client says, I want you to, right? Um, and then the CPA usually tries to you know, screw up your deal, right? Um, and things along those lines. And then Joe, I would ask, so on um, CPAs that you meet other ways through LinkedIn or through, you know, phone call reaching out. Is it the same, the same tact? Obviously, you don't have a client in common, most likely. So is it the same tact? Just be likable and, and work on getting this, the second meeting. I know there's more to the process. We don't have that much time, but um, any, any tricks or tips you can give there? Yeah. So I would say, um, yeah, it's really much the same. So even over LinkedIn, the more you can set, not really, I would say not at set an expectation, right? Not lay out a formal agenda to the CPA, because we know, John, um, that sometimes scares them off, right? You know, you have a meeting with an advisor, you have this whole agenda plan and the CPA is thinking, well, what am I doing in this meeting, right? What is he going to say to me? You know, how is this going to go? You know, what kind of questions is he going to ask me? Um, again, I think if you just frame it as more of a meet and greet, um, the CPA is much more likely to actually show up to that first meeting. And what we found with our process is that they're almost relieved. You know, it's almost like I thought the advisor was going to be this type of person and they were just normal. They were a normal guy, you know, or a normal gal. Um, and they talked about normal things. You know, it wasn't business related. It wasn't, you know, forced. It was just getting to know me. And I really think that is some of the key there. Um, and to go back to one of your original comments there, one of the most, I guess, um, 
the biggest grievances that we have when we talk to some CPAs is that, you know, every time I speak with an advisor or try to speak with an advisor, I can't get the damn 1099R from them. You know, I sent them two emails, I left a message for the assistant, and they can't even send me the, you know, the 1099R from my client. So I think actually having that proactive fourth quarter meeting to talk about tax planning on behalf of the client is so much different than, you know, 95% of the advisors out there are doing that that alone will just impress them and say, wow, you know, this guy, guy or gal is different, you know, even just by leading with that, I think they can see that by you thinking about their client in the way that they think about the client is just putting you on a whole nother level completely before you even meet them. So I think some of that is really powerful. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm, I uh, completely agree. Um, you know, you and I uh, did the, uh, you know, the, the coaching session with the group, with the folks in, in the KCG program, I guess two or three days ago, um, which was a, a, a lively group. Uh, Joe does those and, and I drop into as many as I can. Um, but, you know, I was asked and I think I kind of butchered it and I'm going to take another stab at it. Right. But I had, you know, the advisor asked me when you're kind of wrapping that meeting up, what, you know, what the wordsmithing is of what to say uh, to that CPA. So I'm going to give another try and you, you tell me, uh, and the audience can't speak, of course, because they're only listening, but can send us an email as to what they think. Um, but let me give it another try because I, I, I'm a little out of practice and rusty, but you know, what I, what I said, uh, in the group, not as eloquently as I hope I'm about to say is so, you know, to give everybody the piece here is so you've met the CPA doesn't really matter whether it was through an existing client CPA or through LinkedIn or through you know a cold call. And like Joe said, you're just kind of coming in and making small talk uh, and building some rapport and conversation, finding commonality, so on, et cetera. But when you wrap, like Joe said, the most important part of the meeting, right? The whole purpose is to get a second meeting. You know, what I used to say, and I think what we teach is something like this. So, hey, you know, if it was you, Joe, I'd say, hey, you know, Joe, Thanks for taking the time to meet with me today. Uh, I can see why Mr. and Mrs. Smith speak so highly of you, or I'm just, I'm glad I reached out and, you know, wanted to kind of, you know, meet you to see if you could potentially be a resource and someone that I could rely on for clients if and when uh, the need for tax advice comes up. And I got a share of the meeting you today, you know, really genuinely enjoyed our time together. It seems like we've got you know, a lot in common and, uh, you know, some some commonality in how uh, we kind of look at the world and serving clients and just, you know, trying to do the right thing for people. You know, I would love if you're open to it. And if not, I completely understand. But maybe we can get together again for a week or two out. And maybe next time you come by my office, or I'm happy to come back here, we can grab a cup of coffee, whatever you prefer. But I'd love to get to know you a little bit better, um, you know, do more due diligence, because I do think that I'll have the opportunity from time to time um, to be able to refer some clients or hopefully just use you as a resource because we're not expert in everything. And I just wanted to see if that was something you might be open to uh, is getting together again and, and seeing if, uh, if you could be a resource to some of my clients and just pause. Right. I think I did that better than I did in the group. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I got a second uh, shot at that. But, um, you know, Joe, maybe you could just talk about, you know, the, the significance of being able to, you know, kind of lead the relationship because we know that we want a second meeting. That CPA has no idea 
why we showed up. They think we showed up because we want referrals from them, right? Um, but, and, and by the way, in a way we do, but we also want a resource for our clients and for our practice. But we also know if we get them kind of into our process, Joe, the, the cutting process, um, eventually, more often than not, the CPA is going to see a lot of value in how we operate our business and the value that we can provide clients. So I don't know if you, I, I did a lot of talking. I don't think really I have anything that you'd like to share there, but we'd be interested in any thoughts or comments that you had. Yeah. So I think the way you wordsmith that, John, was awesome, you know, kind of leading into that second meeting. Um, something that I teach now, and I know that, you know, we kind of do as well here, is that I think framing out the second meeting to actually be about your process is extremely, extremely valuable. Because something that we've learned over the years is that CPAs don't really know what we do. We think that they're, you know, really smart and really intelligent, which they are, but in the tax world, right? They don't really know a lot of the times what a comprehensive financial does, uh, comprehensive financial advisor does on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think setting up that second meeting, um, you know, with an ask to say, would you like to review my process? Would you like to actually see how I work with clients, right? Because I've learned about a little bit about you, right? In, your, in this first meeting, I'd love to show you a little bit about me and how my firm works um, in the advisory world. And I think a lot of CPAs are really... I guess delighted by that, I would say, because that's not the common approach, right? What we've seen is that a lot of advisors go straight for the kill, as you say, John. They ask for the referral, right? They ask for something really big, um, right, and overbearing where the CPA is almost more likely to say no than yes, which is not the idea, right? You don't want the CPA to kind of stray away from what you're trying to do. You want them to almost further lean into what you're trying to do. So I can't think of a better way to get a CPA or an accountant more comfortable than actually showing how you work with your clients, how you work with Sally Smith, um, which is the client that you actually set up um, the meeting to talk about with the CPA initially. So I think that also is some of the secret sauce is walking them through your process, letting them know who on your team does what, kind of the roles and responsibilities, and really showing the CPA that you know how to run a business, right? And you really know how to run your organization. So, yeah, nope, spot on. And you know, I think one of the things that we probably didn't weren't clear enough with, right, is in that first meeting. Yes, it's all about the rapport and it's about relationship and not being pushy. But we're also there interviewing the CPA a little bit, right? So we're either talking about an existing client, right, in which we're going to see their expertise, right, and how they work with their clients, or we're kind of coming in going, hey, we reached out, one, we wanted to just meet you because we're from the same community here, but two, um, we want to see if you could be a resource to some of our clients. You mentioned that earlier, Joe, but part of that meeting is saying, so, you know, Joe Greco, Mr. CPA, um, you know, tell me about the kind of clients that you help and, how you do that and what your process is and how often you see the clients. And at some point in that meeting, you're, you're extracting that information. So it's only natural at the end, right? To be able to compliment them and say, man, you've built in a great business. I see why Sally Smith enjoys working with you so much. And I know, I know that's implied, but I wanted to just make sure that was clear to the audience. Yeah. Absolutely. You definitely want to compliment them on their success, right? You want to really compliment them on the business that they built um, because, right, it's not really easy to build a tax business. And as you know, um, you know, times are changing, right? I think it's harder to be an accountant or a CPA over the last few years than it ever has, right? With all these tax law changes and everything that's going on in their world. So the more that you can 
you know, be educated on that, be a student of the industry, right? As we say, um, the more success you're going to have and really be on the same wavelength as that CPA, as opposed to kind of banging down the door, right? Asking for referrals too early. You're not really going to get too much traction or experience with the CPA. And I'll share something that I think a lot of people will be surprised about is, you know, CPAs at this point have more work than they can handle. A lot of CPAs don't even really want referrals at this point, you know, in my experience, you know, they have too many tax clients or clients in general, they can't get the work done, you know, as we know, there's a huge labor shortage problem. And I think both of our industries now. So I think a CPA is a lot more likely to engage in a process like this than ever before, or at least hear you out. And again, with our process, and I think our framework, setting yourself up and differentiating yourself as a different type of advisor who actually understands the CPA and the accounting industry. If you really want to build relationships with CPAs, that's the way to do it, right? It's not, it is a numbers game, but there are a lot of nuances in the numbers game, right? There are a lot of nuances in how you need to speak with them, how you need to conduct yourself and hold yourself in the meetings. It's not just about trying to meet 100 CPAs in 100 days, because if you have the wrong process, you know, 95 of them are going to say no, and you're going to think it's not worth your time. Yeah, um, I think uh, what you said about CPAs not looking for more business, I completely agree. Um I, they're looking for the right business. If you have a business owner client that's got, you know, lots of lots of work, different story. Right. What they're not looking for is, you know, a three hundred or four hundred or five hundred dollar tax return. Um, most of these accountants are drowning in work, and I mean, I've heard of CPAs literally walking away from their business, not even selling it, um, because they just can't get the work done. So I I completely agree uh, wholeheartedly, and we're seeing it firsthand. We could probably do a whole nother episode, Joe, and maybe we should on kind of, you know, uh, and we don't have the time to do it today. I do have one more question I want to ask you, but just as a takeaway, as my podcast guy as well, we, we, we should think about a subject. I think the audience would really like it around kind of, you know, this, this concept of this multidisciplinary business of one-stop shopping, but how to be able to help a CPA firm think differently, more about being the most relevant advisor to the client and engaging more in value-based billing and all the things that, you know, that we look to do with our partners. I don't know if all of our listeners fully have that, you know, experience to be able to articulate that to the client. So maybe we, maybe we hit that on another episode. Maybe. Yeah, we I think that would be great. And, you know, even the AICPA, I was looking at some things the other day, they are starting to realize, right. And they know that tax returns are become a commodity, you know, and it's not really how an accountant is going to get to the next level. Um, you know, value-based billing, right-sizing your client base, making sure that you can offer auxiliary, you know, services to the clients if appropriate. That's the way that I think accountants and CPAs are going to grow over the next 10 years. It's not going to be doing a tax return. Um, um, for cheaper, right, or for fifty dollars more, because you're never going to be able to compete with the H and R blocks and the Jackson Hewitts of the world, um, or the other big tax shops, right? It's just never going to happen. So, where does that leave that CPA who has three, four, or five hundred clients? They're in a tough spot. So, I really think they need to be open to reinventing themselves. And I think some of the things that we do, kind of in the financial planning and wealth management world, um, those processes and those systems and those structures are invaluable to CPAs. Not all of them listen, right? As we know, some of them are a little bit stuck in their ways. But I think you can attest to this, the ones that do, I mean, they've been able to really transform their business. And I could tell you, they're making a lot more money than they were, and they have a lot more free time. So I think that's kind of the magic bullet in this whole thing as well. Completely agree. You, gave, you just gave me a great idea, Joe. How about 
Um, if you'll be my guest again, why don't we do a part two? Uh, yes, a part two. You hate it when I do these things, but you're <laughs> the two. Um, and I think what we could do just to capture it and the audience will know what's coming next. I think we do a part two and that part two can be on kind of once we get through this phase of the process, we talked about prospecting for the CPA. We talked about the first meeting, right? Let's then build upon what we then do in kind of the third, fourth and hundredth meeting, right? Because I know a big part of our success is getting the CPA to meet us consistently. So I think we could actually do a little, you know, what does that look like? And how do you get the client to kind of dip their foot in the water, as we call it, before diving in and client events and letters and all the things uh, that I know we do. And we'll, we'll kind of give away probably a little bit more than you probably want me to, but I think it'll be helpful for our listeners. Um, and then, um, you know, maybe as part of that episode, uh, if time permits, or we could do a three-part series, if you'd really like, we could talk a little bit more about kind of how to position that multidisciplinary business and get CPAs, which I think is our secret sauce right now, to think differently about their business and how you as the advisor can become a critical part of their team to provide more value and earn more revenue per client by getting a deeper relationship with the client, which includes wealth management and insurance and financial planning and all the things that we do. Does that sound like a like a good uh, good use of uh, maybe another 30 or 40 minute podcast? Absolutely. I think that's a great intro, I guess, or outro um, for our next episodes. I think uh, advisors have a lot to learn in this, you know, this um, vertical, I guess we'll call it, right? I don't think a lot of advisors really understand the big picture. Um, you know, one referral is great, but what would it look like if you had, you know, 40 CPAs referring at three or 400 clients a year, like we've been able to build. So I think the advisors that really have, you know, that goal and really want to think that big, um, there's a lot of nuances with it. And I think we could absolutely share some great nuggets of information there. So no, well, consider it a date. You are rebooked on yet another podcast. <laughs> so, Hey, Joe, um, thanks for joining today. Pearls of wisdom. Thanks for all that you do. And, um, you know, with that being said, um, I wanted to thank our listeners as well. I hope you found today's podcast valuable. I think, uh, like I said, Joe spread some pearls of wisdom, and I think I just got him to spread a little bit more in our next episode or two as well. So thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you found it valuable, and thanks for listening to another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. If you yourself or anyone you know could be a good, interesting guest, uh, please shoot us a note and we'd be happy to see if we can get you on the show. So make it a great day. And thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find the episode show notes and subscribe for updates by visiting cuttonconsultinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Make sure to subscribe and download the episodes on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you next week.